listening to The Defiant Ones, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of Defy. It is The Defiant Ones. Now, this is an in-person thing, something that I've wanted to do for a little while, is talk with this guy to my left, Filthy Tom Lawler. He is uh, He's all over the place. He is an MMA legend, I'm going to say it. You, you might not say it yourself, but I'll say it. Uh, taking the wrestling world by storm. He's back here at Defy. Uh, welcome back to Seattle, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to see that since the last time I was here, maybe a month or so, there's like five less tents yep. than there were then. So we're making strides here uh, as 2022 rolls on. So you're you're you live in Las Vegas, is that right? Or correct? Yeah. Cool. So uh, is that is that your town, man? You love Vegas. Well, I mean, when you're an MMA fighter, you yep. have to basically live the gimmick. So yep. uh, for a long time, I, I you know I tried to. I try to not be a lost a lost vegan. Okay. Uh, I try to stay out of it because I thought it was just going to be terrible for my life. Sure. I thought I'd be partying, doing drugs, uh, and luckily, uh, that's exactly what I'm doing. Okay. That, nice. No, 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 now that I live there, it's a completely different world. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it, there's fights all the time. Mm-hmm. There's wrestling all the time. There's people beating each other up and. I mean, honestly, when I look at the past 38 years of my life, that's the thing I enjoy the most. So it's a place for me. Fighting, wrestling. And uh, okay, so my friend lives down in Vegas and he said that uh, he always has friends hitting him up like, let's go party, man. I just got into town. And you're just like, dude, it's Tuesday. Like, I, I live here. It's, it's different for me. Yeah. <laughs> the only uh, the place that locals will go to is like Fremont Street yep. because it's a lot cheaper. Yep. This is for all the tourists out there who want to go to Las Vegas. Stay away from the Strip. The Strip is an overpriced tourist trap. If you're going to go see stuff, go during the day where you can see like some of the most amazing hotels, some of you know the like the greatest chandeliers in the world yeah. in these places, some of the best restaurants in the world. But stay away at night and go down to Fremont Street. Yep. Save your money. It's all grimier. Yep. Yeah, it's, gr- it's filthy. Yeah, yeah. You know, think about who's giving you the advice. But it's a lot more fun than going to this strip. So Okay, right on, man. Well, uh, so, so you're coming back to Defy. You're no stranger to Defy. Uh, tell me about your first experience with Defy and how it kind of got on your radar. Uh, honestly, I couldn't even... I'm trying to remember what my first experience with defy was i couldn't even remember the first okay match i hear had here to tell you okay the truth, well but, let's uh, let's rephrase uh, that what's what to because you wrestle all over the world what stands out to you about defy well i was talking earlier to kevin blackwood who's mm-hmm. uh, also on the show and i was kind of blown away that he hadn't been here before that, that this is the first time that he's here and you know i was telling him this has to be one of the hottest tickets yeah on the west coast and it's been like that since i was here, you know, for the first time that I wrestled here. Um, and, like, the atmosphere here, it's, it's a small venue. I mm-hmm. mean, we're not going to get, get lie. We're not, we're not bringing in 80,000 people like it's sure. WrestleMania. It's a smaller venue. But that also lends itself to being closer to the action. Mm-hmm. It's a more intimate uh, atmosphere. And it's kind of like the difference between going to a tremendous like world-class theater show mm-hmm. or going to a, you know, world-class concert in a, in a bigger stage. You know, both of them are going to have, you know, their benefits and, and their drawbacks. And, you know, for Defy, luckily, this place, Washington Hall, is a huge benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when you watch 
the the action on on demand on replay on pluto tv <laughs> on pluto tv live <laughs> uh one of the things that stands out the most is the atmosphere of washington hall and the atmosphere of the defiance mm-hmm. uh the crowd the fans i mean this is one of the premier places uh to wrestle for anybody in the world and it's what we like to hear yeah seriously it's always awesome when i get a call back from defy so uh, I can't wait for tonight. Awesome, man. Well, you're no stranger also to podcasting. So give us a little b- background as far as like, how did you get into podcasting? Because you, you know, we could hear you a lot on the Wrestling Observer. Uh, you, you you do like a, is that a weekly show or you do? Yeah, yeah I do a weekly show with uh, Brian Alvarez, mm-hmm. who's, uh, you know, well known from this Northwesterner, area. Northwesterner, yep. Bothell uh, up here in Washington, but... Uh, I do a show with him every Monday, Filthy Four Daily, and I think we've been doing that show for about five or six years, but uh, I was just a listener. I was a podcast That's cool. Listener. I'm going to look around and see if the feds are here, but I was actually a pirate. Oh, okay. All right, all right. I used to steal uh, and listen to the podcast. You had a private feed, uh, a little direct download feed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know how it works. The, like you the old, you've heard how it Like works. the old pay-per-view black box days, dude, yeah. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, I was, I got so, honestly, I got so much value yeah. out of listening to what the information they were providing. I yeah. thought I should be paying for this. So I started paying for it. I started tweeting nonsense yeah. at these gentlemen. And lo and behold, a year or two later, after going on Wrestling Observer a few times and kind of covering the UFC yep. as a liaison, uh, you know, a, a show opened up and I got the call. So, uh, were they kind of taken aback? Like, whoa, there's like a, like a legit fighter that's listening to this and like is, a, is like a constant you know, contributor. That must have been pretty cool from their perspective. I don't know if it's a secret or not, but there are a lot of wrestlers and fighters that are listening. Okay. To, you know what I mean? Uh, there's a lot of wrestlers and fighters reading the Observer. The trades, uh, yeah. 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 I mean, you probably should be. You should be, even if it's not... You know, Dave Meltzer, maybe it's uh, Wade Keller. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, basically, you should be following the business that you're in. Yeah. If you're not, you're going to be falling behind. So. I'm in radio and, and I, and I check on uh, the radio trades all the time and get the, you know, who's getting hired, who's getting fired, you know, format switches and stuff. So you got to keep up with it. So that's yeah. cool. Um, so, how, what was your first memory of wrestling i remember um you know a couple months back we were outside and you guys you and eddie kingston were geeking out about all japan stuff like that when did you first come into contact with wrestling as a kid i I don't know if it was on espn uh if i was watching at my grandparents house on espn after i got home from school or if it was you know my sisters watching SummerSlam in the late 90s i can't pinpoint exactly what it was yeah all i know is that my entire life there was nobody in my family that was really big into wrestling they were they were, my sisters were fans my parents you know they don't really care uh it w- i didn't come from like a family of wrestlers but all i can remember is that i've been a fan of wrestling my entire life okay uh all i can remember is that i've been a fan of the ufc since ufc 2 which yeah. is the first one that i saw yeah when i was like 11 years old so um Basically, any combat sport, I've just always been drawn to. I love, I love watching sumo wrestling, wow. uh, slap fighting, yeah. anything I can get my hands on or just my eyes on, I'll watch and I'll follow. So, um, pro wrestling was just it was the most accessible fighting, I guess, on TV. 
at the time and I've loved it ever since. So I was on one of those YouTube wormholes that you get in, you know, late night and, and I ran across Russian slap fighting. So could, do you think we'll ever see you in a, in a Russian slap fight? I, I promise you, this is no joke. I could show you the text messages. I got asked <laughs> like two days ago. Okay. Uh, management contacted me. They said, what is your interest in doing slap fighting? I said, 0%. <laughs> okay. Absolutely zero. okay. But now that I'm here and I look around in the locker room, I, I think they may want to offer Big Damo a contract Dude. right off the bat. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. So you think you could ever get down with some bare knuckle boxing? Is that, that be a bit much? Uh, I've thought about it, but you know, honestly, as time goes by and I get into wrestling more and more, yeah. um, I'm not going to say that it's any easier on the body. Because it's not, but it's somewhat a little bit easier on the mind. Sure, sure. Uh, in a lot of ways. So, uh, so who was your guy? You know, as a kid, you know, being being into wrestling, and then you know, like it being this accessible thing that you could watch as a kid. You know, Saturday night on USA or whatever, WCW. You know, if it was Saturday night. It was the Flying Nuns on Shock okay, nice. on Saturday night. Okay, nice. So, no, absolutely not. How my first. <laughs> <laughs> they had like one like, match yeah, wasn't that the headbangers yeah yeah was. the headbangers going obscure here i like it um so yeah who was your guy were you a bret hart kid a Shawn michaels kid were you a yoko zuna fan you know i mean if we're picking between those guys it's definitely bret hart okay you know what okay I mean? uh and i still think bret hart was you know one of the greatest wrestlers yep. of all time um if anybody wants to argue with me they can but i might fight them so uh choose their words wisely but i think sure. he's one of the the greatest of all time um, you know, when I was a kid, I liked the Patriot. Yeah. You know? Del Wilkes, dude. <laughs> I mean, Shout out. Um, lightning kid. Okay. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a lot of guys that I like sting. I was yeah. a sting fan. You know what I mean? How could you not be surfer sting back in the day? Yes. So how nerdy did it get? Were you a wrestling figure collector? Were you a backyard wrestler? I was all of those things, you know? Yeah. I had, uh, my own, uh, federation, the king of the trailer park. Okay. Held, nice. Uh, yeah. We held a number of events. Uh, we're actually covered by the local Bonita Springs Banner newspaper. Wow. Yeah, it's like one of those like 10-page yeah. local newspapers, but they did an article on us. The king of the so, trailer park, dude. Yeah, what what was your name? Uh, well, I had, I had to play multiple characters because okay. you know, there's only like 10 kids that are willing yeah. to subject themselves to backyard wrestling. Uh, so Ultimo Panda, <laughs> which I, actually I believe became like someone's actual gimmick. Ultimo Panda. At some point. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Mine was Kevin Corner, uh, and uh, I came out to a Hate Breed song, and uh, one time my friend almost got paralyzed when we ran a shopping cart over his neck. I would not suggest doing that as a kid, so good times. Uh, I, I saw one outside. I may go grab it for this match. No, there you go. So, uh, okay, so what came first? I'm assuming MMA training before wrestling training. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, uh, so I, I started amateur wrestling in high school. Okay. Uh, but that was because, essentially, because I watch wrestling, but also because of the UFC. Yeah. Uh, I remember Dan Severn going in there and just suplexing dudes. I thought it was one of the coolest things I'd ever seen. Uh, and years later, when I had an opportunity to wrestle, I you know, jumped right into it. So, um, yeah, I guess you could say mixed martial arts training, mm-hmm. I guess. But amateur wrestling le- lends itself to MMA, yeah. lends itself to pro wrestling. Uh, my first fight was 2003 so i was 20 years old yeah then so pretty early on uh and then i think 2005 was my first pro wrestling match okay um and then i was back fighting mma and i'm back yeah. wrestling so it's all the same shit so 
this has been covered, I'm sure, hundreds of times, but just to get this on the record for the Defiance Patreon, where does the nickname Filthy Tom Lawler come from? Who, who gave you that nickname, and, and what's it from? There's a, there's a female standing over there in the room, so I'm not going to actually tell oh, you the all uh, right, okay. I'm not going to give you the actual origin. We'll get an HR violation. Of this, yeah. Uh, let's just say I'm, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get the win okay right on man well uh okay so so you're you're wrestling and 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 you're fighting and uh you know what was uh what was your first memory of like realizing like i'm doing it i'm doing the thing that like you know i you know grew up listen uh grew up watching and, and loving you know was there a time where you just felt like this is it i i, I feel in control of this uh well you know I guess there's been a few times if I could like go back and say, you know, a few instances where I was like, okay, this is where things are going in the right direction. And, uh, I don't know that that's necessarily how they ended up working out. Sure. So, uh, in retrospect, I don't know that I was right, but, uh, back in, I don't know, it was 2006 or 2007. Uh, I had done a, like a year or so on the indie scene wrestling. Mm-hmm. And believe me, when I tell you that the indies back then are not like they are now, they are not like they are now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Professional wrestling is not what it is today. Uh, and I had a, a WWE tryout mm-hmm. then. Uh, at a, they had Deep South was like a developmental place. I sure. Was there for a week. Uh, they sent me back, told me to keep working on some stuff. And I was just so, you know, just the, the tryout wasn't what I expected. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So going in, I thought like, okay, I'm you know, taking the right steps for, for my future. Uh, afterwards, I thought this was a the wrong choice yeah. for a couple of years, uh, and I basically quit cold turkey and wow. went into fighting. Yeah, and uh, I was teaching high school and also doing fighting. And I remember yeah. one of my teammates, this guy Luigi Fioravante, who was in the UFC at the time, back when there was only like a hundred dudes in the UFC. Mm-hmm. He like pulled me aside one day after practice, and he said, "Like, look." If you actually, like, you're good enough to, to make a run at this, you know, make some money doing this, but you got to quit your job. Yeah. So a week or so later, I went in and quit my job. So well, I, went, I went back to grad school okay. for a semester, but then I went into the Ultimate Fighter. So yeah. I ended up finishing. I had a backup plan. Nice. Kinda. Okay. Well, uh, and, and okay, so... If anyone is watching and they're not a fan of MMA, really, or they just never really gotten into it, and they're obviously a wrestling fan because they subscribe to the uh, Defy Patreon, you know, there's a lot of crossover, but then there's, you know, people that don't know about it as much. Is there one, like, all-time where you're just like, watch this, and you will love this? Is there, like, a maybe from, like, the first few UFCs or, like, a Pride fight or, like, a, you know, Strike Force, any that just, like, stands out to you as, like, this will get a wrestling fan into MMA? I mean, everybody, one of the big fights everybody points to is the Forrest Griffin and Stefan Bonner fight from uh, The Ultimate Fighter. But I think there's been a lot of fights since then that should kind of, you know, take the mantle sure. uh, compared to that. There was a, remember that, there was a great Robbie Lawler and um, Rory McDonald fight, you know, where Lawler came back and won and he's bleeding, he's screaming in his face. Yeah. I mean, you could show that to anybody. Yeah. You know, anybody that has blood, it's going to get it boiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yuan Young Jacek and Wei Li Zhang, their fight was phenomenal. I mean, just nonstop action. Uh, I'm very, very, very partial 
to the career of Kazuchi Sakuraba, but yeah. you can't really pinpoint one fight. The fight that he probably got most famous off of was the fight against Hoist, and that's a 90-minute fight, and I would not recommend anybody watching that fight <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> it's a long commitment so, to watch yeah. that one. but I watch it once a year. But, okay. On, on, uh, you know, I have like an anniversary date. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so... Uh, so, you know, going back to the conversation outside, so, you know, um, were you like a tape trader? Were you getting into, you know, like underground wrestling when, when you know, you were a teenager or something? Yeah, I wouldn't say I was a tape trader. I had uh, some VHS yeah. tapes. Uh, but really, I started watching a lot more once the internet got yeah. big. Uh, I would go on the, the dark web, the deep web. Sure. And, uh, you know, get the latest stuff from Japan, the latest Noah, the latest Zero One. I remember watching uh, Zero One's like first show and just being blown away uh, by what I was watching over there. And that was like 2003-ish. Yeah. So uh, once about 2003 hit and it started becoming a little bit easier to get access to yeah. some of the digital stuff from Japan, whether it was uh, DVD discs, yeah. um, you know, that that's kind of when I really started watching pretty heavily one thing that stood out was you were saying how some guy um he hooked you up with like four discs of doink the best of doink so that's not something that you know typically people will look to for like a best of doink but like who's your favorite obscure wrestlers from from over the years because because you're naming them dude the, the the flying nuns you know and yeah um american balloon oh i don't, I don't know, know my american balloon yeah, that's somebody that i don't see much maybe that maybe Maybe got canceled or something. Oh. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't be mentioned. <laughs> um, big fan of Razor Ramon HG. Okay. Hard Gay. Oh, yeah. Shout out Hard Gay. Yeah. Um, I mean, there there's so many. Yeah. Uh, well, I just put you on the spot there, so. Yeah. I mean, Hard Body Harrison. Okay. Oh, he yeah. definitely got canceled. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> so we can't mention him. Uh, okay, so so um, Alex the Pug Porto. There you go. Right, a, a trainer of mine actually. Really? Yeah. There's wow. a there's one for you. Okay. Another trainer of mine, Hack Myers, ECW. Really? Legend. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk. Let's go off of that. So um, talk a little bit about training. Where did you first start? You know, learning the the trade of pro wrestling. Yeah, there was a, a gym called FXE Federation X Wrestling Federation X Entertainment. Okay. Wrestling. Uh, that was open in Orlando, uh, and there was a, a ton of guys would come through. Um, you know, like Jamie Noble was in between gigs uh, at the time. Devon was kind of in and out of gigs, so he would be stopping by a lot yeah. at the time before before he opened up his own place. Um, Alex Porto was one of the trainers. Hack Myers is one of the trainers. Uh, Michael Shane, who was Shawn Michaels' nephew, okay, I believe, and was. Uh, from the the Texas Wrestling Academy was one of the yep. trainers there. Um, so there was, a, there was a lot of guys. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody still working. Now, there's actually a guy named Ricky Vega who was a machete in TNA. Okay. Who I spent a ton of time with wrestling, and that guy was awesome. And I don't know where he is today, but thank you, Ricky Vega. Shout out Machete. Being the man. Yeah, Machete from TNA. That's who I should be telling everybody to train me. Yeah. Because that guy spent a lot of time with me. And right. he was awesome. Machete, TNA. Look it up, dude. Deep dive. Do a deep dive. Um, so did you, you know, being that you have this, you know, 
you know, uh, traditional wrestling background, you know, collegiate wrestling background, you've been fighting forever. Um, and did you take to it pretty easily? Was it, or was it something that, you know, took quite a bit of training to, I mean, I work hard at everything I do. I'm a, I'm a pretty good athlete. Yeah. I'm not an amazing athlete. I'm not like, you know, jumping off the walls, you know, I don't have a a 50 inch vertical leap, but I have pretty good motor skills and, uh, I can take one hell of a beating. Yeah. So I don't know, um, you know, if I'm like predisposed to fighting, uh, but I, my first year of wrestling, amateur wrestling, I was four and 15. Okay. Right. So I wasn't good, but I did learn very early on that if you keep doing something, you eventually get better at it. Yeah. And you may get very good at you it. You knew how to take an and ass beating. Yeah. Because you, you got the training to get your ass beat. Yeah. I got my ass beat mentally, physically, emotionally. Yeah. Just, you know, in that one first year of wrestling. So, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I was always good at this stuff, but I learned how to be. Yeah. Cool, man. Right on. Well, you know, obviously, you know, years into the career now, you're killing it. And, you know, we're so stoked, stoked to have you here at Defy. Um, what? Now, this is a, a kind of come off as a cheesy question, but we call ourselves here at, at, at the Defy, we call ourselves the Defiance, the wrestling fans. It's kind of a, you know, just such an awesome community. What does the Defiance mean to you, Tom? Like I said earlier, this is one of the places I look forward to coming and wrestling the most. And it's it's cool to be in this old couple hundred year yeah. old building. Jimi Hendrix played here. <laughs> well, that is pretty cool. Yeah. But it's not as cool as being up there with the fans. Yes. And hearing the people go crazy. And it's not just, um, you know, the, the crowd going crazy for the moves and, and the action. There's an appreciation that you feel, whether it's, uh, I don't know if you can feel it on video, but I know in person you can feel you can feel the energy. You can feel, like I said, they appreciate what the what the players, what the fighters are out there putting forth, and you know, it's one of the best places in the world That's to awesome. watch pro wrestling. Dude, I it really appreciate, is. I appreciate the words. I appreciate the time. My last question for you, Tom: Pick a scar on your body. Show us if you can, but otherwise, just tell us. Pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got it. Uh, well, this is easy because I've got one okay. front and center right there on my forearm. I don't know. Can you see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's quite prominent. Right there. So, Absolutely. Uh, I was actually in a wrestling match okay. and threw a lariat to the back of uh, my opponent's head, Dominic Garini. Ooh. Uh, and it's, he's a big fella, too. Yeah. And he's got an even bigger head. And it <laughs> skipped off uh, his back. Kind of like it was really sweaty and it kind of skipped off his back like a rock in water. Yeah. And... Uh, I hit the back of his head, snapped my arm in two. Jesus. You remember like, you know, like the Anderson Silva kind of leg break? Oh. In slow-mo, you can see it do that. <laughs> I didn't know, so I picked him up, hit a Styles Clash, got the win, and then With your limp ass arm? Jesus, yeah. dude. And I've got a metal plate in there. 18 screws. How long was the, uh, was the recovery for that? One month. Wow. Uh, one month later, I was back wrestling uh, Walter at Bloodsport. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Awesome, man. Dude, thank you so much for the time, Tom. And uh, yeah, fuck yeah. Dude, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Take that, you